Okay, welcome back everyone. Once again, we're doing some current uh, streaming TV shows that are just very intriguing, both on Netflix. Which one will win out as the recommended pick and which one will be uh, okay to decent to middling in mediocre range? Let's find out. We're all about finding a good show that actually makes you glad that you binged it that you checked it out and it's not always an easy find everyone's interested by different things and uh lo and behold imdb is almost as bad as parent company amazon when it comes to just trying to figure out if there's actually some reasonable quality to expect in a program or if the filmmakers or their friends are messing with the reviews if it's amateur hour if it's good but not great if it's intriguing but only going to appeal to a certain audience you never know until you take the plunge and sure enough i was glad i took the plunge with both of these shows but which one really won me over i'll let you know so first off uh there is treason which is a five episode miniseries helmed by UK miniseries extraordinaires Louise Hop Hop Hooper, excuse my pronunciation of that, and Sarah O'Gorman. It is based on an original idea by Matt Charman, who is best known as the co-writer of Bridge of Spies, the movie. And this is once again just already a very well done uh, spy-filled intrigue. It is modern day, not based on any actual events, just very intriguing, like just a solid mix of mystery and uh, UK politics, as well as just, again, the oldest trick in the spy book, which is who do you work for? Who are you loyal to? And it manages to be very compelling, and I'm glad that I did not go with the stupid just absolutely petulant imdb reviews because had i done this i would have missed out on this beyond thrilling adventure and it was a good idea that they made it be just a mini series for netflix because as we know netflix is the king of just canceling shit just as soon as it comes out just throwing money at it and not expecting any kind of return and this was one where you know i could see this actually going on for five years like if you are a fan of just just about any spy movie or show there's something for everybody you know obviously the main reason everyone's going to be watching treason is because charlie cox has hypnotized viewers for his lead role in the movie uh oh you know uh the I cannot remember it. <laughs> the, it's a really good one. Yeah, Stardust. So that's the one that really compelled everybody. But then it was also, uh, you know, the Daredevil TV show because he, everyone bought him as the titular blind, uh, you know, lawyer turned vigilante superhero. And altogether, it was just interesting seeing him just bite off more than he could chew of the role and make it his own and it's very interesting uh he's just the whole cast is just very charming sexy and just very intriguing and 
it really does not go in the direction you think it will go. Like it will appeal to all people who are into all kinds of thrillers from Man on Fire and the Kingdom to Syriana and Michael Clayton. It's that kind of thriller. There's all kinds of ramifications involving preventing World War Three to all sorts of bribery. And yeah, we, we get this just very complex uh, circle. Uh, we are introduced to Cox as the MI6 deputy who's been promoted, at, you know, at MI6, but he's just very much just kind of thinks he's untouchable. And then next thing you know, a Russian spy named Kara Yurzov, who's played a uh, wonderful effect by Olga Kurlinko, who's best known for being a James Bond girl, as well as in various other movies and shows. Including Hitman, Magic City, and all kinds of other French productions. And it was really cool to see, uh, you know, two Marvel actors. That's right, she was in Black Widow. I just really uh, just go to town with these uh, spy tropes and really make them intriguing. And I saw many people saying, I don't buy this. This is implausible. I'm like, it was pretty well fleshed out to where you could buy it if you're into anything from the born identity movies to the americans to even 24 and Ondor. that's right that star wars spinoff is in fact a spy show but it was very just well balanced it didn't rely on very little gunplay but even then it was never to the point of like we got to have something blow up every 20 minutes and you can't take it seriously it was very well thought out it's not gonna rely on just too many just tropes that drive people crazy uh alex kingston was pretty effective you might know her from er and doctor who but she was at the prime minister in this who's being blackmailed by some powerful russian forces uh kieran hines who you might know as caesar on hbo's rome and various other movies and shows including munich and amc's the terror anthology show uh, he was very effective here as a guy who's reveals himself ultimately to be a bad apple he's got a lot of political intrigue and aside from all the various uh, puzzles it's just really everyone uh, has a mystery going for them so they never feel like a plot device let alone like they're only a portion of the puzzles uh, just all the mystery was very well ironed it didn't feel like it went off the rails or wanted to get too cute for its own good so once again no M. Night Shyamalan or Chris Nolan type just last minute twists that or a twist of a twist of a twist, you know what I mean? There's nothing that makes you say that was too much. <laughs> Can't buy into that. So if you're, once again, just uh, jump aboard if you love all kinds of stuff from Nikita to uh, the West Wing to any other kind of political spy thriller, you're going to enjoy this one. Uh, real big scene still was Trishy uh, Ifethar, who is another international actress who plays a mysterious CIA force who may or may not be arranging a hit squad for a key figure 
And she's another person who's done all sorts of video game and voiceovers, including the Star Wars, The Old Republic. And she's no stranger to spy espionage stuff herself, having been part of other spy show ensembles like uh, the Born Identity spinoff uh, Treadstone, as well as Quantico. So, yeah, uh, another big surprise here was Una Chaplin, who plays the stepmom, who's married to Charlie Cox's character, Adam. And she harbors her own kind of secret as well. And uh, the reason she's, you know, her surname is Chaplin is because she is, in fact, uh, the great-granddaughter of Charlie Chaplin. But, yeah, everybody is very effective here. And uh, kudos to the casting department for deciding, hey, here's how we're going to organize all these plot twists. Here's how we're going to make this stand out from all the other spy and assassin and political thriller shows. And it didn't drag for one minute. I was watching it with other friends and family who aren't really big into spy stuff, and it somehow it it moved them. So kudos to them. So we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to detail more on the other show uh, that is big on AMC, and that is none other than only as the recruit. Yep. So once again... Thank you all for listening, and once again, we had a very bizarre show here as The Recruit. Nothing to do with the Colin Farrell Al Pacino movie. <laughs> uh, so this was very unusual, and uh, out of either spy show on Netflix, this one I liked a little less. It just felt like it was insightful, it was intriguing, but didn't always make the best moves. It's like watching a chess game and in this case uh, the final round taking a turn was ultimately what stood out the build-up to the actual showdown and the players themselves weren't the most interesting so that's essentially what this was seeing an intriguing and attention getting chess game but you're not really invested in who makes it out of line uh altogether uh the main lead was pretty decent he's best known as again noah centennial and he has been in black adam and all their sorts of blockbuster movies i mainly found this interesting just because uh vonnie curtis hall who's been in everything from daredevil and broken arrow to uh, directing all the sorts of uh, lively stage production with his actress wife uh, Casey Libbins and I thought he did a good job here as the boss he's always been a very underrated character actor uh, but yeah I despite finding the uh, creator of this show the recruit to be intriguing and want to avoid cliches I didn't really feel like he rose above so-called cliches that being said it's an interesting watch. It's just not one that just stood out as, wow, I'm so glad I saw that. But I'm a fair guy, and I'm all about, hey, you know, does it stand out or intrigue in some way? And while it was not one that left me with much, I was still uh, applauded them for picking an unusual cast and showing that they could make an original concept, even if I didn't feel like it went in the most interesting direction that it could have actually got. But that being said, I'm a sucker for a good 
espionage show, much like I am a good mystery. And I have to applaud him for just deciding to say, hey, you know, we're going to go our own route in this instead of once again, you know, do the billionth James Bond or Die Hard method. So once again, summon for everybody. If you want a Mission Impossible type show, this old pill, just as much as those looking for something more low key, like designated survivor, or again, Nikita. So, uh, Someone for everybody in both these shows. One stood out a little more than the other just because the plot twists were a little more gel in, and the other one was more take it or leave it, which was the latter here, the recruit. But at the same time, it, you know, I, I recommend both. I really think these are the kind of underrated uh tv producers creations that need a little more insight need a little more attention and uh bigger audience for sure because this is where you find creativity folks is looking at the underdogs the ones who are really doing a good job here with their method with their bread and butter with their delivery and methods instead of relying on the usual netflix tricks on hey you know blindly sign me up for a deal that doesn't go anywhere so both shows are highly recommended and worthy of espionage lovers time we'll return after these messages hello and welcome to culture shocked the pop culture podcast brought to you by four aging millennials and our outdated opinions join us every tuesday as we discuss movies tv games and even music new and old Dude, what do you think you're doing? Are you seriously trying to record a promo without us right now? Well, uh, yeah. Dude, you can't just do the promo by yourself. Who's going to listen to that? Yeah, and you probably haven't even told them that we're a pop culture podcast where we always agree on everything. Uh, for instance, the Sam Raimi trilogy easily being the best of the Spider-Man movies. J no, no. But I think we can all agree that Jaws is a classical masterpiece. Mm, nope, don't like that. But we do all agree that the sequel trilogy of Star Wars is the best in the Skywalker saga, right, guys? That comment is so ridiculous. I don't even know where to. Anyways, uh, that'll do it from all of us here at Culture Shock. Thanks for listening. Hey, it's Brent Pope, the host of Breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like, "Give it up, Jimmy. You got to sink this putt to win." On Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world, and we do it all over breakfast. Or should I say, breakfast? Every week on Breakfast, you get inside Hollywood info and tips, great breakfast wrecks and booty debates. Most of all, you get the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's breakfast time. Listen at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Do you ever find yourself thinking about who would win in a fight between Goku and Superman? Hi, I'm James Gavsey, and on the Who Would Win show, me and my co-host Ray ignore anything important happening in the outside world and debate fictional battles between characters from comics, movies, and video games. We got a new show every week, and almost always am I the winner. Yeah, <laughs> not true, Ray. In the past, we've discussed such matches as Captain America versus Darth Vader, Solid Snake versus the Iron Giant, classic matchups like RoboCop versus Terminator, and even the Muppets versus Sesame Street. That one was crazy. So if you're a fan of geek culture and love a spirited debate, check out the Who Would Win Show wherever you get your podcasts or check us out at whowouldwinshow.com. We let things pile up in the DVR. We add them to our queues. We wait for the DVDs and Blu-rays. We time shift. 
the Time Shifters podcast. Sci-fi, horror, fantasy, superheroes, comedy, action, film, television, maybe some not-so-current events. Find us on iTunes or at timeshifterspodcast.com. Cool thing about Blind Knowledge is we are in multiple countries. We are worldwide all across the globe. We are in the U.S. We are in the U.K. We are in Canada, Germany, India, Japan. We're in Australia, y'all. BlindKnowledge.com. Now back to the feature presentation. Follow us on the web on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The podcast is available on Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor, Apple, and anywhere else podcasts are available. Feel free to review our show and leave comments on any of those sites. Thanks a million for listening. It's a jacked up review show.